Yukon mayor, the way she ate the corral wood. Several of the top rails by the water trough needed to be replaced. He had reshot her and the pack mule the week before, but put off reshoeing Jake. Horseshoeing can be brutally hard on a back if a person is particularly tall, especially when it isn't done on a regular basis. Skip stood a hair over six feet two, and even on a tall horse like Jake, he had to do a lot of bending over to get down close to the work. Having been taught to shoe as a youngster on a ranch near Fort Worth, he considered making it a career for a time. The money was good, and it paid for college and a mission to Japan. His father had been right, though, when he pointed out that a man as big as Skip, who couldn't make a living with his head higher than his rear end, wasn't a very smart man. Now he just did his own stock and saved a couple of hundred bucks every month or two in the process. The smoke-colored healer sat on her haunches, close enough to sniff the bottom of Jake's hoof, her small head cocked to one side. She stared intently at Skip's work with the nippers and licked her lips in anticipation. Having already pulled the old shoe, Skip pared away the flaky sole with the curved blade of a hoof knife making himself a grooved guide. Droplets of sweat formed along his brow despite the cool morning air. Making certain to keep the nippers level and working from one side of the heel to the other, he snipped off a crescent of overgrown hoof about a quarter of an inch thick and tossed it to the healer. Her broad, dark lips pulled back, showing perfect white fangs when she grasped the smelly morsel of toenail. Smiling a contented smile, she flopped down on the spot, to enjoy her treat. Still bent over almost double, Skip scratched the black patch of fur on her head. She stuck her nose up to meet him and groaned. Easy to please, the dog greeted each piece of hoof trimming like her first prize of the day. Using the slender nipper handles, Skip snagged the blunt end of a wide shoeing rasp on the ground by his boot and flicked it up to his other hand. The fewer times he had to bend all the way to the ground, the better his back would feel later. The big gelding, used to the routine, kept his leg relaxed until the buzzing started. No horse, not even one as well-trained as Jake, is fond of a bumblebee. Since horses know nothing of vibrating pagers, when skips began to buzz under its outstretched leg, visions of bumblebee exploded into its tiny horse brain. Big, mean, horse-eating bumblebees. Skip felt the gelding's muscles tighten at the same time he realized his pager was going off. By then it was too late. The stout bay drew his leg forward with such force it threw Skip backward, lifting him off his feet and planting him on the dusty ground ten feet away. The combination of a horse leg capable of moving a thousand-pound animal and the jolting impact of the hard-packed ground knocked the wind out of him. Fortunately, though, he landed on his more padded parts and would probably end up with nothing more than a nasty wallet-shaped bruise. Jake rattled an angry snort, pawed the earth with a large forefoot. His eyes rolled back, white showing, and his ears pinned in annoyance. The blue healer wisely retreated to safety behind a thick red fir tree. This horse had more than once sent her sprawling, and she knew from personal experience how hard it could kick. Still holding the piece of hoof trimming between her teeth, the healer trotted over and sniffed her man's boot. 
He scratched her behind the ears and hauled himself to his feet with a long, slow groan. Once she saw he was all right, she settled down again to her chewing. Skip dusted himself off and calmed his jigging horse. It's just a page, Jakey boy. It's bound to hurt me a lot more than it'll hurt you. At the sound of Skip's deep, soothing voice, the bay relaxed at once with a deep, growling sigh. Skip glanced at the horse-eating pager on his belt, the little black plastic box that had more than once played wrecking ball with his weekend, and wondered vaguely what Wyatt Earp or Porter Brockwell would have done with such a thing. Probably toss it in the air and blast it to smithereens. He grinned an evil grin at the prospect. As he had suspected, it was the office. Hardly a weekend went by that they didn't page for some reason or another. Skip turned the gelding out in his paddock and slid the horseshoe gate latch shut.